Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third edition of K-Axis Wrestling Network. Today we will be discussing the April the 10th, 2018 edition of SmackDown. Okay, so let's get right down to business here. Okay, so the show started off, you know, the opening was with uh, Shane McMahon making his way to the ring. You know, here comes the money. We all know the song. Anyway, he made his way to the ring, and then he um, pretty much broke down what was going on. And he announced that Paige would be the new general manager of SmackDown Live. So, um, you know, that's okay. That's not a bad thing, you know. But I'm pretty sure that they didn't come up with that idea overnight. I'm pretty sure that's been planned for a while now. Because, you know, they have to do something with Paige, you know. And, um, you know, then Paige comes out. You know, she pretty much books the first match, you know. Like, you know, her books her very first match. Not her match, but, you know, books... A match for the very first time is what I'm saying so let's not get that confused anyway she comes out and she asks um, you know she pretty much has her mind set on Daniel Bryan and um, she asks, asks the crowd who they want to see Daniel Bryan face you know and um, and now there's a big controversy about that because you know people were cheering like Rusev Day because you know how Rusev is over with the Rusev thing and um, Pretty much, uh, Aiden English got him over, you know, anyway, but a lot of people don't mention that. Anyway, um, there's a controversy because people believe that WWE edited out uh, the Rusev Day chant, which is not true, at least from my perspective, because the, you know, the episode that I saw, it was there. Like, I heard the Rusev Day chant, it was there, and it was pretty loud, but the, um, the AJ Styles chant was actually a bit louder, in my opinion. But um, anyway, I still don't see why so many people would want to see Rusev go against Daniel Bryan. Like, what would be the point in that? Like, AJ Styles would be the more formidable opponent as far as I'm concerned. You know what I'm saying? Because, I don't know. I mean, I just never saw anything great in Rusev. I'll be honest. You know, I know a lot of people are going to be mad about that. A lot of people are going to hate it. But you know what? I don't care. Because I'm just telling it like it is. Like, the guy was always boring as far as I'm concerned. Because I never seen him do anything great. You know, it's like every... Every once in a while, you know, Rusev will break out something that's like, okay, not bad, you know. And then on top of that, his strong suit isn't the microphone. It's like, why do you always think they had Lana talking for him? Why do you think they have Aiden English talking for him now? Because he is not good on the microphone, and that is just abundantly clear. Like, I don't see how people can't understand that, you know, but I don't know. It's weird. It's kind of like the, the Sandow and Barrett thing. Like, I don't understand why so many people like those two, because, like, I watched those two just to see what all the hype was about and I just never understood the hype like I never saw the greatness in those two that everybody else was seeing I don't know I mean I do have an eye for talent believe it or not but you know I just did not see what the hype was about but anyway moving along here let's talk about the present instead of the or the current state of wrestling instead of the past state of wrestling anyway let's move along here then we had the tag team number one contender match which uh, had the Usos versus the New Day, and we all know that this match has happened many times, so we're pretty much seeing a repeat match, and see, this is why I have an issue with this whole draft thing, like, I wish they would just end that, like, I really believe that that should have been a concept of the past, because when you make it so that certain wrestlers are only exclusive to certain shows, you're just cutting back on the match potential, because, you know, you can't really have a match, like, for example, you can't have the Usos or the New Day versus Sheamus and Cesaro, you know what I'm saying? You can't have that match because they're on separate shows, and you'll just you just won't see it for that very reason, you know. And it's like, 
why? I mean, I don't know. Maybe WWE sees it as a way as, uh, you know, of like sparing the amount of matches that they can have because they put everybody on the same roster. Everybody's going to meet at least once, maybe twice or a lot more than that. So I guess they figured if we make it, you know, make some wrestlers exclusive, then that will buy us time. You know what I'm saying? So we won't be sitting there burning through wrestlers so much. But at the same time, I mean, still, you're limiting the match potential regardless. And now there's too many belts. There's way too many belts. You know what I'm saying? And that's another problem with the draft. And I really think, you know, I'm really comfortable with the original format with all wrestlers on, this, on you know, all shows. And we just had our, you know, our uh, cruiserweight our tag team belt, our Intercontinental, our United States title, and then our WWE title, you know, like, I, w I was just fine with that, you know, and if you wanted to introduce a new title, you know, I think the European title was pretty prestigious, but, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and honestly, I think the European title would be a great idea for, like, today's wrestling, because, like, they have more European wrestlers that's actually on the roster now, than they had back then, you know, when, when the European title was still active, you know, but anyway, I think I'm, I digress, anyway, let's move along, uh, so the Usos won that tag team number one contenders match, um, I'm fine with that, but going against the Bludgeon Brothers, who's a very, you know, they're booked very, very strong right now, and they're a very strong tag team, so, um, I don't really see them losing, I mean, unless, like, the New Day comes in and helps the Usos win. Like, that's the only way I can see that happening, you know. But anyway, let's move along. We had, for the women's match, we had Natalia versus Naomi. Um, Naomi won. I was not happy with that. I really wanted to see Natalia win because I am a Natalia fan. I have been for years because I appreciate what she does in that ring. I think she's one of the greatest wrestlers I've ever seen. You know, um, I have to give her that credit, you know, and this isn't just you know, tooting her horn or whatever you want to call it, you know, she truly is a great wrestler, and she shows it every time she steps into that ring, you know, uh, whether people want to admit it or not, and it's just a shame, you know, how much disrespect that the women's division gets, you know, from the fans all the time, and it's like, I don't understand it, because, like, a lot of the times, I've seen women's matches in WWE, you know, that were just as good, or even in some cases, better than the men's matches, you know, I have to admit that. I will admit that, unlike a lot of other people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what makes me different. You know, I'm not going to crap all over the women's division just because they're females, just because they don't take their clothes off like they used to during the Attitude Era, you know? Because you have to think, you know, and then everybody wants to cry about, oh, it's the PG era, it's the PG era. Well, what, did you, what do you think WWE or WWF was before the Attitude Era? You know what I'm saying? Before the Attitude Era, WWF was PG. You know, they, they didn't have people taking off their clothes and, you know, doing bra and panty matches and, you know, pillow fight matches and evening gown matches and, and, and chocolate pudding matches and, you know, all that crazy stuff. They didn't have all that going on, you know, prior to the Attitude Era, you know. And the only reason why they were so edgy during the Attitude Era is because they were in a pretty much a war with WCW. They were doing anything they could to keep the fans watching. You know, if they had to cross the line and do some insane things, you know, that's what they felt they had to do to gain the upper hand on WCW. You know, and that's that's the reason. But anyway, let's move along. Let's get back to the current state of pro wrestling. All right, so we had, uh, what was it, Peyton Royce, those NXT girls. I'm, I'm not even really familiar with all of them because I'll, I'll be totally honest with you guys. I'm not a huge NXT fan. 
you know, um, I'm not saying they suck. I'm not saying it's a bad show. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, like, they have their moments of where they have, like, some pretty damn good matches. They do. They really do at times. They do. But they can also have a tendency to be rather boring, you know, and it's that's why I can't be loyal to it. I mean, of course, Raw and SmackDown can be boring, too. I'm not just putting this on NXT. I'm just saying that a lot of times I just feel that NXT can get boring faster than Raw and SmackDown because I'm watching these wrestlers just like I barely even know these wrestlers. I mean, but, you know, every once in a while I will check in just to keep up. But, you know, at the same time, they do have many wrestlers that I'm very familiar with, like Drew Galloway from TNA, you know, um, Eric Young from TNA. You know, I, I remember him. You know, he was he was pretty good over there, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially when he was a heel. He was a very good heel. And, you know, he always had that raspy voice and stuff, you know, that always kind of made him stand out from, you know, many of the other wrestlers because he had a unique sound to him, you know. But uh, anyway, yeah, pretty much back to the subject here. Um, what was her name? Peyton Royce and the other girl. Um, they pretty much beat the crap out of Charlotte. You know, it was just... It, and, you know, you could, you could tell that they were building up. They were getting ready to put the belt on Carmella because, you know, why would these two just come out and just dismantle Charlotte the way they did? you know, for any other reason. There was no other reason for them to do that other than to prepare Charlotte to drop the belt, you know, to drop the belt to Carmella because she's had that money in the bank for so long and, you know, every time she tried to cash in, it always got ruined and, you know, now it's after WrestleMania. So I guess that's the price that Charlotte, you know, had to pay for uh, beating Oscar's streak at WrestleMania, which I thought was fantastic, by the way. <laughs> anyway, um, that's the price, you know. You're going to break her streak, but you're going to drop that belt, you know, come SmackDown. And that's exactly what happened, you know. But um, anyway, let's uh, move along. So um, then we had Bobby Roode versus um, Randy Orton. Was that the match? But whatever it was, uh, Randy Orton won. So whatever. And then we had... Uh, yeah, Carmella showing off her Money in the Bank win. And then we had the main event of Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, which was great. It was great. And everything was going well. You know, it was the match that I expected it to be. It was everything I expected it to be. But it was ruined by Nakamura, a.k.a. the King of Kicks, the Kicks and Knee guy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm also going to lay him, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to put it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to lay it out the way I feel about him, too, because I don't like him. I'll be honest. And I told you why. And, and, and for anybody that's new who haven't heard my show before, I'm going to tell you why I don't like Nakamura. Because I know it's going to be like I'm speaking Japanese, pretty much. You're not going to understand it. So, let me lay it out for you. This is why I don't like Nakamura. It's because he doesn't wrestle. He does kicks and knees throughout the whole course of a match. He may do one slam. He may do one. But other than that, the rest is just kicks, knees, elbows, and taunts. That's it. That's all you're going to see. And that's not wrestling. I don't, feel like that, I don't feel like that's wrestling. Because you know why? I can get in there and do what he does. You know what I'm saying? Anybody, just about anybody, can get in that ring and do what Nakamura does. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, in comparison, once again, to AJ Styles. You know why I like AJ Styles? Because he gets in that ring and he does things that I can't do. Things that I can't even dream of doing. You know what I'm saying? And that's what makes him special. Nakamura... He gets in the ring and does things that I can do, that I can do rather easily, in fact, in, which is kicks, knees, elbows, and taunts. Who can't do that, you know? 
Like, give me something special. Give me something unique. Something to make me say, this guy, okay, he's he's great. He's one of the best. You know what I'm saying? And not only his in-ring, not only does his in-ring suck, he sucks on the microphone, you know? And honestly, he should not have been moved up from NXT until he learned, you know what I'm saying, to get better on the microphone. I mean, I'm not going to knock the guy because he's foreign and, he, you know, he's not the best at speaking English. You know, that's not his fault. I'm not faulting him for that. I'm just saying that they should have took more time to develop him, you know, and let him develop, you know, because I don't feel like he's ready for the main roster. I don't feel like he's main roster material, you know, plain and simple. I'll lay it straight out there for you, you know, and you can get mad all you want, but, you know, just don't troll my comment section. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear a bunch of cussing and fussing just because you disagree with me. You know, all you have to say is that you disagree with me. Be rational. Be human. You know, there's no need to get all amped up and worked up about, you know, just because I'm saying that I don't like Nakamura. So what? You know, you might see an entirely different person than I do. I don't know. Maybe you hallucinate a lot and see that Nakamura doing all these amazing, wonderful moves, but I don't. I just don't, you know. And this is the short edition because, you know, there's a lot more material to cover on Raw and pay-per-views, but SmackDown is the two-hour show. It's the one of the shorter shows that WWE runs, so there's really no reason to keep talking about, you know, SmackDown and what's going on there, at least until next week. So, anyway, I'm going to end this like I normally do, um, signing off for uh, KX's Wrestling Network. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, you can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on YouTube. Just remember, this is a new channel. Everything's just brand new, pretty much, and I'm getting everything set into place right now. You know, I'm lay I'm planting all the seeds to get the, you know, to get this podcast growing. So, and if anybody would like to donate to my podcast, feel free to do so when I add all the donate features to my site and my social media and whatnot. So, um, yeah, just feel free. Anyway, uh, I'm signing off, and I'm your host, K-Axis, and I will see you next time. You guys have a great one, and you stay safe.